Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's Sermon Podcast. As we approach God's Word, let's take a prayerful breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Listen to God's Word this day. Please join me in our unison prayer for illumination. Bless us, O God, with ears to hear your truth, vision to discern your path, and feet ready to move into action. Open our minds and our hearts to the reading of your word and the honest proclamation of your truth. Ready us to respond to the Spirit's call. Amen. We turn now to God's word this morning. Our first scripture reading is from the book of Deuteronomy, the 34th chapter, verses 1 through 12. Listen to God's word. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negeb and the plain that is the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zor. The Lord said to him, this is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. And so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab at the Lord's command. He was buried in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite Bethpor. But no one knows his burial place to this day. Moses was, one, was 120 years old when he died. His sight was unimpaired and his vigor had not abated. The Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days. Then the period of mourning for Moses was ended. Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him, and the Israelites obeyed him, doing as the Lord had commanded Moses. Never since has there arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was unequaled for all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land and for all the mighty deeds and all the terrifying displays of power that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. And then from the Gospel of Matthew, reading from the 22nd chapter, verses 34 through 46. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? They said to him, what, the son of David. He said to them, how is it then that David, by the Spirit, calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, let's begin in the spirit of prayer. O holy and gracious God, may my words be your words, and may your words be a blessing unto others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We are imperfect people striving to live God's love in the way of Jesus Christ. This is our church's new mission statement. We are imperfect people striving to live God's love in the way of Jesus Christ. It's our declaration of the unyielding commitment to not only follow the teachings of Jesus, but to live them out in our everyday experiences and interactions. This statement, like mission statements for any body or organization, serves as a reminder, guide, and aspiration to direct our actions and attitudes. Today, on the occasion of Reformation Sunday, we dive deeper into the contemplation of this mission. Now first, Reformation Sunday is a poignant reminder of the fluidity and vitality inherent to our faith. It is a faith that has been molded, modified, and matured over centuries by the transformative power of God's love and our pursuit of living out this love in its purest form. On this day, we commemorate the Reformed Church, ever reforming, celebrating our faith's capacity to evolve and to adapt, acknowledging that our faith is not fixed, but rather it's a journey that grows and matures in response to the ever-changing context of our world. Our scripture readings for today, Deuteronomy 34 and Matthew 22, provide us with a map for this journey. First, looking at the book of Deuteronomy, De Deuteronomy in our passage narrates the transition of leadership from Moses to Joshua, marking a significant shift in the Israelites' journey from the wilderness into the promised land. This transition resonates with our own journey as a church, within a world that is in a state of constant flux. Like Joshua and the Israelites, we find ourselves in a congregation that is different from the past. 
navigating a new landscape with its own unique challenges and opportunities yet unseen. We've had our own shift in leaders, and I know that you all know this. Pastors, elders, deacons, and members have moved on from this ministry. And pastors, elders, deacons, and memories have joined us in this ministry. Our church body is not the same as it once was. It's similar, it's very similar, but we are not the same. We have grown and matured just like the faith that we have. God is doing a new thing, and we as a congregation is, are living in response to that new thing by doing a new thing ourselves. And then in our other passage, Matthew 22, that serves as a bedrock to our faith. In this passage, we witness Jesus concentrating the essence of the law into two fundamental commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. These commandments are exactly that. They are commands. They must serve as our instructions from God amidst the shifting landscapes of our times. The passage from Matthew also echoes the spirit of our new mission statement. As imperfect people striving to live God's love in the way of Jesus Christ, we are encouraged to always respond with love. A profound love for God and an equally profound love for neighbors. As we navigate the issues of our time, no matter how complex or contentious they might be, our response must always be anchored in love. In light of racial injustice, we respond with love. Climate change? We must love God's creation. Economic disparities. We must lift each other up in love. Just as Jesus revolutionized the religious landscape of his day by emphasizing love, we too are encouraged to to encouraged and called to revolutionize our world in a similar matter. This is evident in the Protestant church's response to contemporary issues. For example, numerous churches, including ours, have expanded to embrace, to, their embrace to welcome and affirm LGBTQ plus individuals, recognizing their inherent worth and dignity as God's beloved children. This is a demonstration of loving our neighbor as ourselves extending the embrace of God's love to all in full celebration of everyone's identity. This is how we welcome the stranger, as scripture invites us to do. Our understanding of scripture in line with the world that we inhabit involves over time. A child reading Matthew 22 and the greatest commandments will interpret it differently 
than an adult who reads it. And over time, that same child, when they become an adult, will likely interpret it differently than adults do today. This evolving understanding is a testament to the dynamic and living nature of God's holy word, which communicates us across all generations, cultures, and time. Our understanding, our evolving comprehension of scripture should never be seen as a weakness in the reformed church. Rather, it is one of our greatest strengths. It's an indication that our faith is vibrant and responsive, similar to how the Israelites under Joshua's leadership had to adapt their existence in the promised land. We too must adapt to our changing world, always guided by our love for God and our love for our neighbor. As we reflect on Reformation Sunday, we celebrate our church's capacity to reform in response to the world around us. On Reformation Sunday, we pay tribute to those who have blazed the trail from Martin Luther, who sparked the Protestant Reformation by hanging his 95 theses to modern day reformers who continue to shape our church's evolution. This means you. You are the modern day reformer. Our new mission statement invites us to live God's love in the way of Jesus Christ. This is an invitation to embody the teachings of Jesus to love God and to love our neighbor in every aspect of our lives. It's a call to action, to serve, to embrace, and to love, especially in the face of uncertainty or unfamiliarity. In that same spirit, when we come across people, ideas, or situations that are new or foreign to us, we might not understand them immediately. But our response, guided by Jesus' commandments, and now even our own mission statement, should always be grounded in love. We are called to listen with open hearts, to learn with open minds, and to love without reservation, even when we don't fully understand. We, as individuals and as the church, reform society, the church, and the world all of God's kingdom when we love. When we let God's love through us be so tenacious that there is no avoiding it, ignoring it, or escaping it, the world will change for the better. Your love, my love, all of our love, all of us will change the world for the better. Our journey is not a solitary one. We are part of a larger body of believers, each contributing to the growth and health of the whole. Our faith is not static, but it's dynamic, continually growing and evolving as we engage with the world around us. It's a journey of transformation, 
of constantly becoming as we live out God's love in the way of Jesus Christ. Our growth as individuals and our growth as a community must be rooted in love. And while the path ahead of us may be filled with challenges and uncertainties, we can take comfort in the unchanging nature of God's love. In the words of Hebrews 13:8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Despite the ever-changing nature of our world, God's love is our constant. Our faith, rooted in love, is a sanctuary for everyone in times of uncertainty and fear. It should be a beacon for us, guiding us forward. And in a world that is constantly changing, and in a world that at times feels like it's covered in darkness, God's presence and God's love remain our steadfast anchor. May our love for God inspire us to love our neighbors, and may our love for our neighbors deepen our love for God. We are imperfect people striving to live God's love in the way of Jesus Christ. This statement, our statement, will guide us every step of the journey, reminding us that while the world is always changing, our call to love will always remain the same. Our love for God and the love for our neighbor will be the compass that guides us through the changing landscape of our times. The Reformation was not an event that happened one time 500 years ago, but it is a continual process, a journey that we find ourselves on. It is an ongoing journey of seeking, questioning, learning, and growing. It requires us to be open, receptive, and responsive to the Spirit's movements in our lives and in the world. Just as the early disciples were called to share the good news, we too are called to share God's love with the world. We are called to bring hope to the hopeless, comfort to the grieving, and a light to those in darkness. We are called to serve, not out of obligation, but out of love. And this journey won't always be easy. There will be times where we feel lost or uncertain. There will be times where we are challenged and tested. But truly, God is with us every step of the way. Just as God guided the Israelites through the wilderness, so too does God guide us. We are a church of reformers. We are a church of change. We are a church that is not afraid to question, to adapt, and to grow. We are a church that is dedicated to serving God and to serving our neighbors. We, my friends, are a church guided by love. 
And as a church, as we face our future, we hold on to the truth found in Romans 8. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our path may not always be clear, and our steps may not always be steady, but with God's love as our compass, we can navigate the evolving world of our time with courage, wisdom, and faith. As we move forward, we will strive to live God's love in the way of Jesus Christ, imperfect people, loving God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Now say it with me, repeat after me, we are imperfect people, striving to live God's love in the way of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's sermon podcast. We hope you'll join us for worship on Sunday morning. For more information about our congregation and our ministries, please contact the church office. Now go in peace.